You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. So COVID-19 pandemic caused a massive and rapid shock on the economy of the Northwest province and the impact has led to closure of companies and lots of job losses and high levels of social hardship. The Northwest province government is hosting an engagement session with the industry leaders to assess the impact of COVID-19 on the economy of the province and come up with integrated interventions and plans to reconstruct and revive the economy of the province across uh, key sectors of the economy today at Sun City in uh, Blansburg. The mainstay of the economy is mining in the province, which generates more than a third of the province's gross domestic product and provides jobs for 13% of quarter of its workforce within the formal sector. Now, Professor Job Mukhoro, who is a Premier of the Northwest, joins me on the line. Good afternoon, Premier. Welcome to the show. I mean, we know that COVID-19 has negatively impacted the economy throughout the world. Now, how did it affect the Northwest province? And please indicate for us just the different sectors that were mostly affected by this pandemic. Well, um, I, I think the first one that I, I, I would like to point out is the SNMP. Mm. Um, you know, both formal and informal. And uh, the, the, the impact was devastating. Mm. Uh, and, and certainly that contributed uh, quite a lot to job losses that we have seen, but not only job losses, inability for families to fend uh, for themselves, mm-hmm. uh, for both male, female, heads of families uh, to put bread on the table. Um, and uh, another area that has been significantly impacted on has been tourism, as you probably would know, mm-hmm. uh, one of our uh, competitive advantages is in the tourism sector, particularly in the ecotourism area around Montana, which is one of our districts, mm. where San is. Uh, that uh, would be no doubt, without any doubt, uh, given that we depend uh, to a significant extent on international tourism, mm. uh, we've really uh, been given a blow. Uh, and so what we're doing as part of our response to that uh, apart from the fact that uh, we've been greatly assisted with uh, the president announcing that uh, all international uh, travel will be allowed, mm. uh, we've also been emphasizing the growth of domestic tourism. Mm. Uh, that, that, that is a definite one. Uh, mining has also been uh, one area negatively affected, as you know. Mm-hmm. The next day of the Northwest economy is mining. Uh, but I must uh, give my uh, appreciation to many houses in mm-hmm. the province uh, because they are actually really been consistent and, and quite significant uh, as part of recovery for this blow. Um, we would know that uh, around June, about 50, 50% of uh, my workers uh, uh, returned to work. And uh, shortly thereafter, uh, the full complement of uh, many workers returned to work. Uh, that has been uh, of great help. And, and, and what we also appreciate in doing that, uh, the mining houses have really done a lot of work uh, in ensuring that uh, mine workers are protected uh, from uh, um, government infection. Um, and, and when you look at our statistics, uh, whereas the, this area where we are, where we have um, most of our, if not all our platinum mines, mm. was uh, uh, the hotspot or the epicenter in our province. Mm. But the performance has uh, really greatly uh, improved. And on the whole, 
the Northwest province is not doing badly mm-hmm. in terms of uh, recovery, in terms of uh, uh, prevention, and, and, and I think our statistics are a testimony to that. Mm. Premier, obviously from what you've just said now, there's some lessons to be learned there from the mining sector. Can we transfer those lessons to other sectors, whether it is the retail sector, for instance, so that you know we don't continue to lose lives as well as jobs? Yeah, yeah, certainly there's no doubt about that. And I mean, one, one, one key thing to do is to make sure that we care for our workers uh, in terms of making sure they have the necessary PPE. But it's not only a question of PPE, it is also a question of ensuring that as part of our community, internal education uh, and, and, and advocacy, that there is great understanding uh, among our workers about the danger and possible effects uh, of COVID, uh, of COVID-19. Uh, it is important that as employers, uh, we also continue uh, to motivate uh, our employees and, 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 and remind them at all times their centrality uh, in the effort of uh, production. The tendency for government departments is to work in silos and uh, when one confronts uh, or is confronted by uh, a hazard of the such as uh, COVID-19, mm. collaboration, coordination, mm. and integration become very, very important. I think we have learned lessons globally that the most successful countries uh, are countries that uh, prioritize uh, the concept of learning organizations, are countries that uh, prioritize uh, collaboration even uh, within the global within the global front. Uh, we have also realized that the government department uh, we have done really well in, 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 in collaborating. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the one other uh, lesson uh, to learn is really to say what are the implications mm-hmm. uh, when we to the uh, so-called new normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really means that uh, we are now in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in terms of the economic realities of today. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it cannot be business as usual in terms of our attitude, in terms of our mindset, mm. in terms of our approach to work. We have to fundamentally change if what we recover from this very, very deep and unprecedented, if you like, uh, morass in which we find ourselves. Are businesses then embracing that? In other words, are you finding that more employers are open to, for instance, people working at home? As you said, it cannot be business as usual for those who were eager to see workers at the desk between eight to four um, have had to change how they operate. And is there, when you engage with these stakeholders, do you think there's COVID-19 protection fatigue? In other words, are they relaxing the laws because everybody's just so tired? Is that what you? Is that the feedback we're getting? Is that part of well, the stumbling well, block? Well, there is no doubt uh, uh, across the country and possibly across the globe that there is this phenomenon called uh, uh, COVID uh, fatigue. Mm. Uh, and, and I think that is very, very clear given what we see in other parts of the world, especially in Europe, that um, we cannot, we cannot allow ourselves to be victims of uh, COVID-19 fatigue. We have to keep at it all the time relentlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have any idea as to how long we're going to be in this state. Uh, fortunately, there have been uh, positive announcements uh, around, uh, around the vaccine. But when all is said and done, I think uh, 
we had to sharpen, mm-hmm. uh, talking from the pu- public uh, sector perspective, mm-hmm. we have to sharpen our uh, public policy uh, understanding, especially with regard to behavior, the role of behavior mm-hmm. in, in successfully implementing policy. There's a lot of behavior modification that mm-hmm. has, to, has to happen mm-hmm. if, if uh, recovery uh, is to be successful. Now, Premier, we know that infrastructure has been earmarked as the leading role in South Africa's economic recovery that has to happen. How will the Northwest contribute towards this implementation of infrastructure development in the province itself? Well, firstly, uh, we have been making submissions to the presidency, uh, but but we have to do a lot more because I don't like the uh, our, our performance levels in mm. terms of submitting infrastructure programs mm-hmm. to uh, Dr. Ram Khopa, who operated in the, in the, in the, in the, the presidency. Mm. We have to do more, mm. and, and obviously we, we have to be a lot more serious about consequence management and make sure that those responsible uh, must pay the price if we underperform infrastructure. We have been particularly not in some areas where we have returned funds, uh, desperately that funds, because we did not conclude our infrastructure project. Mm. And so that obviously speaks to accountability and the plans that you have in dealing with that and hopefully recovering some money stolen where it has been. Uh, absolutely. That is why uh, every time we, 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 we have questions around uh, uh, due process, uh, around poverty, what we do is we defend this to uh, law enforcement agencies, mm. such as the SIU, uh, such as the Hawks. We waste no time in doing that. Coming back to the recovery plan, so how far is the province premier with regards to the special economic zone process, which the, uh, and which projects have been earmarked for this particular project? Well, that, 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 that's a sad one. I mean, uh, the one project that were uh, earmarked is there since we we sitting in the Black Blackman district mm-hmm. uh, where the SDZ uh, is situated. We should be looking at uh, Blackman beneficiation. Mm. Uh, and, and and so moving from 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 fuel to to uh, electricity, mm. uh, and therefore the fuel cell, uh, it is one major thing that we would derive from there. And uh, we have to step up uh, the the question of making sure that we put in the necessary infrastructure as well as encourage, which we are currently doing, uh, potential that would be uh, industrialists. Uh, so that they show much higher levels of appetite, uh, so uh, that, that they invest in our uh, platinum uh, SEZ. It certainly is one of our priorities, and when we finish here today, uh, it is going to be one of the low-hanging fruits, and uh, we'll do whatever it takes. Uh, to speed up our efforts I was, uh, in, in realizing that. I was actually going to ask, what will it take to do just that, to step up, Premier? I mean, it, it's quite urgent at the moment, as, the, as you know. The, the problem the problem is supply and demand don't for one thing or the other one bit. I think this uh, be sitting out there uh, hungry uh, to work with them and for one thing or the other. Mm. Uh, we we not we not responding uh, fast enough and adequately enough and, and so one of the deliverables is going to be to close that gap between supply and demand business mm-hmm. was to, to, to invest. Uh, although government has not have money, uh, we should be looking at, and we are looking at triple P's, we are looking at both operate and, and, and culture. Uh, these are some of the mechanisms we are looking at so that we fast track mm-hmm. 
developing in MCZ and in other areas. We, we were just speaking earlier on, um, Premier, to a, a specialist on youth unemployment, and we know that StatsSA has just given us the most uh, horrifying uh, stats on that particular issue. Well, what's the province going to do in dealing with Secondly, youth unemployment? Youth, youth unemployment is our Achilles heel, one of our Achilles heels, there's no question about that. Mm. And, and anybody who cares and has any work, you know, being a leader, uh, we, we have to prioritize that. I've given instructions uh, two, three years ago uh, to all departments, to MSCs, to HODs, to say whatever you do, you must make a commitment uh, in your programs, in your service, where we prioritize uh, the matter of youth. But not only should we do that, we must make sure that we do it together with them. Uh, and so the, the responsibility uh, of the Office of the Premier is to actually coordinate the efforts by the budget. Um, as a result of our budget adjustment, uh, there is a presidential program that uh, prioritizes uh, environment creation, particularly for youth, uh, women, and Mm-hmm. Premier, you, a lot of uh, your citizens are listening to this program at the moment. You have an opportunity to maybe address them ahead of the festive seasons on how to protect and reduce the numbers that we're seeing of COVID-19 infections. Your word for them? Uh, my word is very simple. Uh, firstly, let me express my gratitude uh, to uh, the residents, the citizens of the Northwest province. I think by and large, as is reflected in our statistics, we have done uh, very well at the province uh, in terms of reducing rates of infection, uh, hospitalization, uh, death, in terms of improving with regard to uh, extent of recovery. And many thanks uh, to our lead department health, and in particular the frontline workers uh, in, that, in that department. Uh, however, the fact that we do reasonably well uh, it's no encouragement, should be no encouragement for complacency. What we need to do is to make sure that at all times we wear our mask, at all times we respect social distance, at all times uh, if we attend funerals, we make sure that we comply, at all times uh, when we go to gatherings, uh, we, 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 we do so very cautiously. Those of us who have a passion for tables, for parties, we just have to make the necessary sacrifices and stay away from that. We will be intensifying our law enforcement efforts to make sure that those who transgress are dealt with by uh, our residents. To our residents. That is the Premier of the Northwest, Professor Job Mukoro. They're just giving us an indication of what went on. Uh, they had a stakeholder engagement with regards to how to recover the economy of the province. And uh, obviously, his last word to the citizens of the Northwest around how to protect themselves. And the plea, I suppose, is consistent throughout all of government is to look after ourselves. You know, folks, let's look after ourselves. We cannot afford to have another shutdown. We cannot afford for this economy to be put on hold. We just simply cannot afford it. So that's the word from the Premier of the Northwest.